This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Visit betterhelp.com flex and get 10% off your first month. Again, that is betterhelp.com slash flex, betterhelp.com slash flex for 10% off your first month. For those that may not know who you are and what you do, if you don't mind doing a quick intro. Yeah, so my name is uh, RJ Wilson. I'm co-owner of Basics Coffee Company here in downtown Houston. And uh, I do everything, sweep the floor, wash the dishes, make coffee and make kolaches so appreciate the opportunity to talk about it of course man i appreciate you uh, doing this and what was kind of the inspiration behind this so i had always been wanting to open like a spot or a space and get in the hospitality industry i studied in spain back in 2014 and there was just like a different kind of coffee culture they had going on over there like really the bars the coffee all of it so that's kind of what inspired me, but in tandem with all of the art over there too. So that's kind of where the art comes into play. So that was put in my mind, a little seed was planted back in 2014. COVID happened, my family was originally, me, my brother, and my dad started a plumbing business in 2017. COVID happened, we were struggling. We also realized that a bunch of restaurants and hotels are struggling too, which means real estate companies are struggling, which means there's some real estate deals going on. So last year when the, COVID happened, we uh, we started fishing around for some uh, real estate opportunities and found something. So how we found the spot. And then one thing led to another, my man. And then uh, my brother, he was selling cheesecakes online. Um, and it was kind of one of those things where I wanted to get into the coffee business. He was already selling cheesecakes online. It was like, hey, let's pair it. Let's do a little cafe coffee shop. And uh, COVID kind of forced the forced our hand it's like hey if y'all want to do that now's the time to do it gotcha the rest is history it makes sense um where do you think that drive comes from that entrepreneurial sort of Um, spirit um maybe our competitiveness growing up we were always competing against each other it was one of those things where we had to realize um entrepreneurs kind of built america you think about anybody 100 years ago that was in any type of business. You don't think of accountants or lawyers or, you know, general business managers. You think of all the entrepreneurs that were actually making moves, taking the risk. Granted, they had a lot of money behind them. You know, they were the capitalists of the time. But you think of the Jesse Jones, you think of the J.P. Morgans, the Vanderbilts. Those are the guys that really created this country. Not, I mean, obviously the politicians and the presidents and everybody plays their role. But yeah. it's the entrepreneurs that kind of make it. Uh, what we what it's was so special today and for us it was kind of realizing that you know what I'm saying I was working in accounting and I was doing the whole nine to five thing and I'm like am I really gonna make an impact doing this mm-hmm. and it wasn't even about the money at that point it was like what am I really changing or doing yeah by working you know like this and my brother was in finance so if you really want to be create change at least in America entrepreneur is the is the avenue and that kind of give us that drive say, like all right if we want to change the world being yeah, an accountant be a, being a lawyer be a yeah exactly yeah. no i definitely agree and i think uh 
we've seen the emergence of a lot of entrepreneurs absolutely and it's become cool whatever and it's been happening for the past like few years for sure but it's still interesting to see um the ones that actually make stuff happen yeah. versus the ones that pretend to make stuff happen from your experience do you see any like commonalities between the two is it just like you know everybody wants right everybody has a business now mm -hmm. but the ones actually pushing the business what do, do you do you see any I think there's beauty in having the desire to want to do something of your own or to create something even if it's clouded or muddled with like illusion yeah um, you're still taking a risk in a way you're still putting yourself out there um, but besides that there there has to be an awareness like it, it kind of just comes down to self-awareness yeah is this actually something you want to do or is it something you want to do because it looks oh, cool yeah, it gives you yeah. Validation. It kind of balances the equation, like on the hierarchy scale. If you're, if you don't have a job, you can say you're an entrepreneur, uh, and you can kind of be in the same. You know the, the yeah, that's true. You're not, the, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, the imbalance is no longer existent because, um, at least in the eyes of the masses, the people that are actually doing stuff in both those categories, entrepreneurship and the corporate world, yeah, they can see through the BS. But it's like um, an average person on the Instagram can't see. It's like, oh, I got a business. It's like, oh, okay, nice. But that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the things you said. You sweep the floors. You do everything. Yeah. That's what I want to get into. The cool, sh uh, the the shit that isn't cool. Yeah. The shit yeah. that people don't see. Yeah. Talk more about that. Um, I don't know if you can tell in my eyes, but I'm fucking exhausted. Excuse my French. Uh, people don't see, you know, the hundred hours that I'm putting in. They don't see me waking up early, staying up late. They don't see. The sleep that you can't get because of the anxiety or the the nerves that you have because you have to talk to you know all the stuff that you have to worry about they don't see all that they just see you you know they see you on the news they see you in the articles they see you having fun but uh it's stressful it's very stressful and i think a lot of times that scares a lot of people away from entrepreneurship because maybe it's good in concept but once you actually have to start putting things in motion it's like, oh, I don't have time to go with my friends anymore. Oh, I don't have time to, you know, Christmas, I'm up here. Um, I have to tell you, it's, you, you get used to telling everyone else no. Yeah. You get used to, like, I don't have time to chase women. I don't have time to, you know, go play video games or anything like that. And it's really something that is underappreciated, I think. I think I see a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, they want to have a business but they don't want it. They want to find someone else to do the work. They was like, oh, I can just pay someone else to do that. Yeah, you can, but why would you do that? Or how long is that going to last? Or how do you expect people to bust their ass for you if yeah. you're not willing to bust your ass for yourself? So I think, it, I think it's a lot of that, the, the behind the scenes work that the entrepreneur has to do, but also the persistence and being told no, being told that's not going to work, being told, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're wrong. Oh, you know, why would you open up during a pandemic? And having that doubt and living with that doubt. Why would you leave your job? Why would you leave your job? Like, you know, I was in law school mm -hmm. and I'm having to tell people, oh, I want to open a coffee shop. And everyone's like, you're nuts. Why are you doing that? What they do don't you get it. Exactly. And just sounding crazy and being able to embrace that craziness, being able to, I would rather wash dishes for myself than, you know, cash somebody else's check every Friday. Yeah, and 100%. I mean, if you don't take that risk, if you don't spend time pursuing or chasing after your dreams or whatever yeah like you're just gonna stay in the mold 
Absolutely. hopefully retire whatever you know the normal sort of yeah. narrative that most people follow and then you're gonna have that regret yeah absolutely you gotta make sacrifices and I tell people all the time like if you woke up tomorrow with a billion dollars in your bank account would you really feel that satisfied like would you really be that proud to have a billion dollars as opposed to the journey to get to a billion you remember all of the late nights. You remember all of the early mornings. You remember all of the stress you went to to actually acquire and build what you built. That's, I think, uh, more satisfying than just getting the, oh, I got a business, oh, I got money, whatever, what, whoop de whoop de whoop. Uh, but yeah, man, it's the sacrifice, I think. I think that's the biggest deal. Definitely agree. And I think um, all the stuff that happens, you know, the sleepless nights or the rejections, fear of failure. Yeah failing a little bit as well yeah. and dealing with all of that is just part of your journey if you have a solid understanding of your focal point if you know what you're going after and that's also where a lot of uh, entrepreneurs may go wrong yeah is they don't really know what they're going for they may want the, the clout the or the money yeah, the or, fun things that yeah. come with being successful in any any field to be honest yeah. but um once you identify a focal point everything else kind of just it just the noise suppresses a little bit yeah absolutely. you don't really focus on it too much but what would you say your focal point is and how did you kind of develop that um this is kind of a good question because i like when i when we first when i was writing the business plan for this i wanted to create a space for entrepreneurs which i think this podcast is like right on right on cue I thought, and I still think, that the more value I can provide to other people's businesses, the more value the universe can provide to me. So a little bit about my background. I went to law, I was an accountant, then I went to law school, and kind of my focus in law school was on startup law, entrepreneurship law, uh, raising money, et cetera, et cetera. So I got a little bit of experience helping people start businesses, and that kind of got me that was the only thing that really got me excited. Like, all right, helping other put money in other people's pockets, helping other people chase their dreams, their passion. Coffee shop, creating a space for that. Now it's like, okay, it's not a bar, it's not a restaurant, it's a space for entrepreneurs to come together and you get coffee in the meantime. So my focal point is how we had Jules in here earlier. Hey, how can I provide opportunities for other entrepreneurs? If day six becomes that spot of I started, oh, I was going up to day six and I started my business. I met my investor. I met my lawyer. You know, I wrote my business plan at day six. That's my focal point, creating that vibe. And I don't know if we'll get to it later, but I want to, upstairs, I'm thinking about doing like a membership co-working space to get entrepreneurs around each other, um, networking with each other, almost like a launch house type of vibe. Because mm-hmm. uh, once you get, you know, you bounce ideas <laughs> off of each other. You critique each other. You get you know you get things going. You get the ball rolling. I don't know if you ever heard of Lloyd's Coffee House. Uh, it's a one of the original coffee houses in England, and they're known for starting the insurance business. I want to be known for not starting entrepreneurship, but kind of helping progress entrepreneurship, yeah. so everybody has access and can do it. That's amazing, man. I um, I can definitely see the value in that, and it's. It's kind of selfless in a way as well, to an extent, to create something for other people so they can benefit. And the byproduct of that is going to be monetary gain for yourself exactly. and your family exactly. and everyone else. And exactly. I think approaching it in that manner um, is way better than being kind of money-oriented Absolutely. and going after profitability. I mean, obviously, you have to be profitable in any business. 
but still you can go through phases of not being profitable if you have the bigger picture if in you mind. provide value the profits are going to come you know what i'm saying if people yeah. need you people want you the money's going to come to you regardless i did this for free for a year uh -huh. no okay. i didn't want to run ads i didn't want to do any i didn't want to run ads for things that i didn't believe in yeah and i did that and i everyone's telling me like you're spending time on this why don't you monetize it why yeah. don't you do this why don't you do that they didn't get it huh? I'm just providing value and that there's a reason why it worked because there's so many different things like one happens to be that not having an ad uh, leads to more audience retention listener retention absolutely they don't get you know if it's a new podcast yeah, they're nah, listening to it for the first sure. time they're not going to tune out like if I were to, it was like an ad already. Like you know what I'm saying? Ixnay, turn it off. Just run up the money and and kind of squeeze it and and have like a slow burn yeah. or, or short term sort of um, burn whatever. But it's still yeah no I definitely fuck with the. the you the know in the in the end of the day you do this for ten years you build a brand, the mon the money is already there. People coming to you with money. Uh, it's already build, happening. Right yeah now. exactly exactly. So I don't think people have the patience. Or they're not smart enough to have the patience, but I think you just gotta grind. Have you had uh, previous entrepreneurial ventures? So, right after college, I tried to start this thing called the U Team. Uh, but one, it was just a bad business partner, and he didn't wanna put in the work. The idea was we were gonna be basically a task rabbit, we were gonna run errands for people. He wasn't willing, I was willing to go in these houses and clean them myself, and he was like, no, we gotta find someone else to do the work. And it just was never practical, or it, it just, the, the concept didn't work out. I tried like a fashion brand. Um, the first real entrepreneurship experience, well, venture that actually was like moving money was a plumbing business. So 2017, my dad, he's a master plumber. His company was going, like his company he worked for was going out of business. Me and my brother helped finance. We bought him a truck, we bought equipment, we bought basically all of this stuff to start this plumbing business. So it's still alive, barely, but it's still alive. Yeah. My brother does all the dispatching uh, operations. I do kind of the accounting, finance stuff. And my dad's lucky enough, he doesn't have to be in the field, but he's still, you know, the plumbing brain or whatever. He knows his technical side of it. But that kind of gave us a taste of business and creating relationships. That's everything, creating relationships mm -hmm. with your suppliers, your customers, uh, other plumbing uh, individuals, employees, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So let's get into the elements of uh, of relationships. In your experience, um, what has allowed you to have relationships with different kinds of people, or hmm. just get along with people in the networking sense? Like, what are uh, some elements of personality? Uh, I um, think I focus on everything else focus prioritize listening because everybody else wants to talk about themselves and you'd be surprised what you learn from other people so if you focus on hey man like ask questions right and through those questions you get people talking and people open up to you and then people love talking to people that listen to them in a sense you know what i'm saying you probably know as a podcaster right mm -hmm. you you get hey you know you ask questions people love it they enjoy the experience so i try to hit that and in the meantime of getting people to appreciate you and talking to you, you learn a lot from them. Or you may get intel that you otherwise wouldn't have by asking questions. So I try to tell, even my employees, it's like, hey, focus on listening, prioritize listening. When you look back at how much, who talked more, you should be talking at least, you know, 25% of the time, they should be talking 75% of the time. There, yeah, there's so much value in listening more than you speak. Absolutely. And I think um, I can certainly speak from my experience I still get 
the urge to kind of interject or talk yeah because yeah. we all we all feel that urge to an extent especially when because like if you look at ego again in, in terms of a lion when it starts tilting in the other direction yeah when someone is uh talking about their stuff you yeah. feel the need to be like well I, i've done shit too, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> or like try to balance or level the conversation yeah so you don't like feel like you're lower on the hierarchy and that's something that i've had a hard time with um mainly because i am on the younger side i think i have this sort of need to, to, to prove yourself to, to prove myself yeah and and yeah through, through a lot of these episodes i realized um taking a position of humility you learn so Absolutely. much you're actually growing when you're being humble Absolutely. you're not actually growing when you're you're telling people you're really putting them on you know and there's value in that and mm -hmm. giving advice but um there's also a lot of value in listening but i want to talk about that with you um how did you curate that or was it something you naturally kind of had i hate to say that it's something that i naturally had growing up i was always a quiet guy so i was just maybe all people i take that back maybe it was natural for me to be more of a listener I was always quiet and shy growing up, and I think that um, I realized that that could be used as an advantage because people would want to talk to you. somebody to listen. People just want people to listen to. So I started applying that concept in business, right? In law, I started applying, hey, just listen. Listen more than you talk, and people will actually appreciate the relationship more. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it's a... If I had to say it was a natural thing, it would just be like I was shy growing up. And mm -hmm. Growing up, being shy was always a bad thing. And as I got older, I realized, no, being shy, being quiet is actually, you know, you can use it, you can force it to be uh, an advantage. It's a double-edged yeah, it, sword. It is, it is a skill to an extent. Um, I'm very much introverted, shy. Yeah. I have been for, for since uh, throughout my life, um, with the exception of now where I do podcasting, so I'm kind of forced gotcha. to interact. Outside of your element, your comfortability. Yeah, yeah. but I, I realized that... Um, you know, I've recently realized that how big of a skill it is because you pay attention to stuff that maybe other people don't and you can kind of get a better understanding of who a person actually is, what they are driven by. Absolutely. Look past the sort of personas or the mask that a lot Absolutely. of people wear. You're, you got your force to be observant. Like, okay, let me check out the scene. Yeah. And then if you choose to, you can connect with them on that level that leads to better, uh, more fruitful relationships for both parties. But, um, in terms of your personality, you said you were shy as well. Yeah. Have you actively done something to be more social, or is it something that you just kind of, again, like you said, used it to so, your advantage? So, I will say I forced myself to be more social. One thing I did was I started public speaking more and forcing myself to do more public speaking. Um, and I think that's helped, and that's just giving me confidence to talk and to, like, hey, maybe people do want to listen to what I got to say. So. Uh, public speaking in the sense of going to law school I think helped in the sense of giving you confidence to say because I th think for a lot of it was me not having the confidence to speak up and people wanting to listen to me but um, that's something that I've worked on I've also worked on um, being more being more approachable uh, not being because I think shy people maybe you can relate we're more of maybe we're not people are scared to talk to us because they think we're maybe mean but it's not you know yeah we're arrogant we're mean it's like no 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 i actually want y'all to come talk to me i'm just nervous or don't know how to talk to you so that's my issue so you don't have the cues like open body exactly 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 but so. it, that's that's something um that i think a lot of people can get value from is always viewing a situation 
beyond the surface Absolutely. And, and, and giving people a shot or giving people a chance. And I've had, uh, in my experience, you know, I, I get a lot of DMs from like artists and stuff in the city yeah. that want to do the podcast or whatever. And I always from the surface, what I look at, I'm guilty of this. Like I have judged people and yeah. been like, well, would this really, and, and judge in, in the sense of would this really be valuable? Not in terms of anything yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. That's natural, right? All which right. Is, what's the, I'm going to spend time doing this podcast with you what's the value that you can are you just some random artist yeah and 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 in in the strategic sense but what i've realized is when i do have conversations or when i do like take a phone call or get get them on the phone you find out like people have so much value and 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 they're not really the persona or the imagery that they're putting out can be misleading in a way especially in terms of what you're trying to do um so that's something that i've realized is um just always being open to conversations and, and figuring out, you know, how to bring the best out of people. Because right. everyone has stories, everyone has value. We're social beings, right? So it's like in our nature to need slash want slash utilize conversation and talking and sharing ideas. So Let's close this out with um, some challenges that you faced throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, Whether of, it's this or... Yeah, one of the challenges is obviously people... Raising money slash believing in you. Because when we first start, you know, being black, being young, being broke, you have these ideas and everyone's like, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? I think that's a big challenge. The, going back to that confidence I was talking about, like, if you tell people your ideas and everyone else is like, that's dumb or, yeah, doubtful, or if, if that was such a good idea, somebody else would have did it already. That, I got a lot of that. Like, there's a reason no one else is doing what you want to do. Yeah. Um, that is a challenge from a, from a confidence standpoint, from your own mental aspect. And then, of course, just not knowing what you don't know, if that makes sense. Like, I've never done this before, so it was kind of figuring it out as I go. And I think people are so scared of entrepreneurship because they feel like they don't know a lot. But you got to embrace that unknown. Jump in the water, you know what I'm saying? Figure it out as you go. Learn how to swim as you go. And that's something that I've been forced to do. I agree, but I think jump in the water only if you are willing to oh, almost yeah. drown. And only if you're willing... How long can you hold your breath, yeah. right? How only long? if you are willing because that is a realistic possibility. It's not going to be absolutely like you jump in and the, the, the stream, the flow just carries you to the absolutely. finish line. Like you actually have to put in the work. And, you know, we, we look at anomalies. We look at outliers or extreme cases, rare cases rather. Of people that make it and then yeah. and they sell this story online yeah. and everyone's like oh yeah i'll buy this course i'll be put you know i'll get put on or whatever yeah. i don't think any of that shit really works um at least in my experience there is value in education um, I, in terms I, of courses thousand, and stuff i a thousand percent agree get it from primary is, sources yeah. at least and until you're too piggybacking on our analogy jumping in the water i jumped in the water because i was pushing the water with covid mm-hmm. and with the plumbing business struggling and you hear a lot of stories of entrepreneurs and they're like, hey, I started my business because it was the only option that I had. And that's kind of how I felt. I was like, I had to start the coffee shop because I was running out of money from the plumbing business. So I was pushed in the water yeah. and f- f- figured out how to swim. And I'm still trying to figure out, like, hey, let me not say that this is this is just the first inning. I'm still trying to figure out how to swim as I go. You're always just getting started uh, whenever you think, you know, I, I'm fucking guilty of this recently. Yeah. Like, the accolades and everything that I see, the numbers, yeah. I get comfortable. All right, yeah. you know, I start, I start <laughs> it's like getting, my views going up, yeah, yeah, yeah. or my listens going up, yeah. Yeah, and I start getting uh, complacent about 
you know, I don't need to do this, I don't need to do that. And it's really easy to let the ego surface. For sure. Um, Very easy. Especially if you're getting, you know, you start accomplishing goals or objectives that you set for yourself. Or you have like a void that's being filled by whatever void you have, whether it's getting compliments or being accepted or having girls hit you up. Whatever yeah. void that you have or mm, have, have had, that's a good it, point. once it starts getting filled, the ego's like, I'm yeah. here. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. And, and it's really hard to be... Stay hungry. It's really hard to be hungry and and be uh, humble. And I want to learn more about your experience with that. You know, how have you maintained humility? Uh, How have you expressed humility in situations? um, I like to... I try to be super humble. And I think that people like humility and when other people are humble. But the truth is, I realize that it's a lot of other people helping me through this. It's really... You know, I get a lot more credit than I deserve. I say, like, for instance, the social media guy and the PR guy. Everyone loves our social media and PR, and they're thinking, like, hey, y'all, social media is awesome. That's not me. You know what I'm saying? That's other people. People come and say, hey, I love y'all's vibe, y'all's decoration. That's not me. That was my mom that did all that. Hey, I love y'all's desserts and y'all's cookies. That's not me. That's my brother. So I, at every opportunity, I find spaces to, hey, that's not me, actually. That's this person. And, you know, I'm just blessed to be in these corners where I have people around me to do that. So it's just a friendly reminder. Hey, bro, none of this is really you. You know, you're getting a lot of more credit than you deserve. Um, I don't know. I think that that's half the battle. I like to think I'll play quarterback and I'll throw everyone else the ball and they score the touchdowns. The quarterback gets all the credit for it. The linemen don't get credit. You know what I'm saying? Tom Brady gets all the credit for being on these great teams. But yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough though, man, especially when you got the girls coming around. You know, you got other investors saying like, hey, let me throw you some money. But you just gotta keep in mind there are people way better than you out there already. There are way bigger coffee shops, there are way bigger whatever, you know what I'm saying? You got, you got Seth Rogen or whatever out there. Mm-hmm. You can always try to catch him, you know? And even when you catch him, there's probably someone else doing something different and everybody's growing, everybody's changing. So I gotta keep that in mind. Yeah, what's a, What's a little old coffee shop downtown? If I want to be, you know, top notch, change the world. Well, that's how you get there, actually. Um, I had uh, I had David Meltzer on the podcast, and he talked about kind of living in an ego-based consciousness mm-hmm. um, and ways to get out of that. Very similar to what you've said, you always have to have that perspective. Um, but see, the thing is, like sometimes you could lose perspective as well yeah. and not be aware of all the great things you've done and feel like nothing's working. Mm. And I think there's a good balance in that, especially, I mean, I, I guess maybe for me, that happens when I go down the path of humility, I start looking at all the negatives, like I the see. negative surface, and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing, you know, shit or whatever, yeah. like nothing's working, but finding a balance is key. Um, in terms of having a team around you, yeah. what are some things that you look for in people? How do you determine who you want to have on? I look for energy, high energy. So the way I like to describe it is we have a social interaction. And did I leave that social interaction with better energy or worse energy? And that's kind of how I gauge it. Yeah, you, if you can't make coffee, I don't care. If you can't, you know, if you show up late, I don't really care to an extent. You know, certain things, you're like, it's going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. But when we socialize, when we communicate, do I leave that interaction better off or worse off? So that's what I kind of look at. Do pe- are people making you better or they're making you worse? You know what I'm saying? Um, and how are they adding value? More or less. And obviously, there's a bunch. It's more complex than that. But yeah. when they walk in the space, um, 
do, when they leave the space, is it is it a higher energy space, a better attitude space, or worse energy? Are they negative? Are they bad energy, bad vibes? I mean, you know, you can feel that stuff. You can't, it's hard to articulate, but you can feel if someone is high energy or positive energy. Um, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I appreciate your time, and please let yeah, the people no, know absolutely. where they can find you, where the coffee shop is, and everything else. Yeah, so it's downtown Houston, Texas, 910 Prairie Street. Uh, it's called Day Six Coffee. It's in the historical building. You, If you're ever downtown, you got to stop by, check us out. The best experience you'll have, I promise you.